Little City Radio. Little City Little City Radio. Yeah. Victrola Coffee in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood has suddenly become world famous in the last couple of months. Not for its great coffee or wonderful atmosphere, but because its owners decided to turn off the coffee shop's free Wi-Fi on the weekends. News of this traveled the world at light speed, and Victrola Coffee is now world famous. But the people that work there want everyone to remember that they make great coffee too. And it's true they make some of the best espresso drinks you'll ever have in Seattle. A couple of years ago, Jen and Chris, the owners of Victrola, decided to start roasting their own coffee beans too. It took a while to learn the fine art of coffee roasting, but now when you get a cup of coffee at Victrola, you're having some of their own specially roasted coffee beans, some of the best in the world. But they've gone further than that. You can also buy whole beans in eight different varieties. They are artisan coffees and are sold out of big glass jars on the front counter. I wanted to know more. It's eight o'clock in the morning and I'm in the back room of Victrola Coffee with Tony, the head roaster, and Chad. They are going to show me the fine art of high-end coffee roasting. The day begins with a cupping. Cupping is analogous to a wine tasting. So what's happening right now? You've ground the coffee. We have ground the coffee. <laughs> Round one. Round one. We've got uh, three flights of cupping, uh, which is a pretty typical morning for us. Uh, we cup every batch of coffee that comes out of the roaster, and we genuinely do do small batches in our roasters, so there's a lot of batches. Um, in this case, there's 25 batches. 25 we batches? Did, we did on Wednesday. Wow. Um, we're looking at upwards of probably 27 today. 27 cups are laid out in front of me, a small amount of coffee grounds in the bottom of each one. It is a beautiful sight. So if you want to, you can sort of run through here and yeah, so, yeah. smell these cups. Just move it around a little bit to break up some of the the gas that might be trapped. Oh man, that smells good. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a coffee nut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one right there is, a, is the Ethiopian Yoga Chef. This it's, a, it's a pretty uh, recent addition to our This one right here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very good. It, it is. Then Chad explains the process of cupping to me. We pour water over the top, we let it um, uh, brew for roughly four minutes and then we'll go through brick the crust to get the initial there's an initial buildup of, of gas and, and aroma underneath the crust and we'll break it, smell it, come through clean any excess um, we call it scum, I don't know if there's a technical term for it, but just whatever might be left on top and then we go through and actually taste the coffee um, and the coffee beans sink to the bottom. Yeah, the, the actual grounds do, yeah. See, that's, or yeah, the grounds, that's, that's the part that's cool to me. After sitting for four minutes in the almost boiling water, the crust is broken. But before any tasting happens, there needs to be a, a check of the aroma. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> See, I, if you want, grab a spoon and join in. Just grab the spoon, move the, uh, move the grounds around, keep your nose close, but not so close that you burn yourself. And just rinse the cut, spoon every time? Yep. yep. That's it. And then it's just all about in, um, like what are your mm. initial senses telling. Mm. You know. That one was alfalfa. This one is sort of a straw. <laughs> See, mm. it's, it's one of those things where you, you, you know, you, we just blurt things out and tell like every stuff and you'll be like, it tastes like fluff or that. <laughs> and then we just kind of go from there. Now we get to actually taste the coffee. So the idea is to you can like spray it, spray it across the inside mm -hmm. of your mouth. 
Yeah. It's like we have these very fancy cupping spoons. Yeah. They're wide. Yeah. Otherwise known as soup spoons. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, obviously. No, soup, soup spoons are a little spoons. bit more bent. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Yeah. We really like this, 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 uh, this Yurgachev, or as some call it the Yurgachev. Um, yeah, because it, the, the, it's got a very pleasing acidity um, that I've always sort of attributed to being like, kind of like a lemon meringue pie. Mm -hmm. It's very full and very like cooked sweet lemon. That's, that's really good. So where is it, where is this from? Ethiopia. Mm. It's a different region in Ethiopia. So these are all Ethiopians that we're seeing here. Um, no, there's two Ethiopians on the table. This is Guatemalan. Oh. This is a Mexican. Oh. This is a, a Chiapas Mexican. Um, it's a certified organic coffee. Okay. Um, this is a, a small lot coffee from Guatemala, from the Wewe Tenango region. Wait, wait, Tenango. I just had to say it again. Yeah, <laughs> we, we always like to just say things like that. Like the um, and the Rwanda comes from the the, the Sayangugu province. Oh, I like and that. So we like to say that. Like, oh yes, the Rwanda guitar from the Sayangugu province. I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, so how are they tasting? Uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, most everything on the table. This this just tastes fabulous. Man, that's that's just rocking good. This is a lot of fun, and a great way to wake up in the morning, but it is work too. The whole reason for cupping and tasting each batch is to maintain the highest possible quality standards, and to adjust the roast over time and through the seasons. They manually record the temperature in the roaster every 30 seconds so that when they go to the cupping table two days from now, they can look at the profile and see what they did that affected the general voodoo of the roast. But how are the beans roasted in the first place? Tony takes me across the room to the roasting machine. Chad is busy organizing the raw beans into plastic tubs. Alright, so uh, we're going to fire up the roaster. Um, and uh, we're going to turn on the drum and the blower that does all the airflow through here. It's alive! It's alive. If uh, you look through this little window here, you can see the pilot kicking on and then going to ignite these two burners. There's, uh, you can see the rotating shaft here. There's a big metal drum with paddles that keeps the coffee moving in there. Um, and uh, the drum gets hot, so you're conductively heating the coffee, um, but you're also circulating air through there. We can actually control the flow of air through the, through the roasting chamber this way. Should I stand back? Uh, no, nothing's going to explode. So, green coffee on the hopper. Coffee's in the hopper, I like the sound of that. We see the temperature is right around 420 degrees. There's a digital probe in here that'll give us a precise temperature of the beans as they're moving through the drum. Um, we bring the flame up. There they go, huh? Drop it in and start the timer. Yeah, so we've got we've got a window into the burners, so right. we can we can see the color of the burners, kind of a right. bright pink blue flame in there. Um, and then in this window, we see the coffee moving through the drum. And with this, this is called a trier. Aha! Uh -huh. And it's kind of our little dipstick. We can dip ah, inside of the drum and actually look at the beans. We can smell them. 
pull them under the full spectrum lamp here and really watch the development up close. We're going to aim to cross into the 300 degree mark about five minutes into the roast. Okay. Uh, and that's really when the coffee starts to brown and uh, you sort of start to hit the melting point of some of the sugars that are in there. Um, and you want to keep a nice steady pace through that. Um, and that's one of the variables that we play around with in the roast to develop body or bring out and reduce acidity or change the sweetness of the coffee. Yeah. Take on a bit of a smell. Oh yeah, kind of a little bit like baking bread. It does, yeah. I didn't, think, I wouldn't have expected that that smell from these beans, you know. Yeah. So now as we start to cross into 300 degrees, I'm changing the airflow, so I'm getting more circulation in the drum, and that's going to help me uh, keep the beans convectively. Here we are now. The second crack is about to start. Just going to watch the development of that Victrola Coffee is located at 411 15th Avenue East in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. For Little City Radio, I'm John Wells. Thanks for listening.